0: A lot of you remember my episode, uh, Show Me the Evidence. Um, it was my, it's actually my most popular, uh, episode. And I got a lot of negative feedback on that, which is, uh, something I expected, but I didn't, I just didn't expect to get as much as I did. Okay. So, let me, let me just say something here. Um... You know, a lot of the comments I received, they were talking about, okay, you know, you're anti-women, um, you hate women, you're a misogynist, you're sexist, um, you're the reason it's difficult for women to come out, um, and if that's what you think, okay, I, you know, you, you can, you can think what you would like, um, but now here's a situation. Okay. Now, mind you, show me the evidence focused on, uh, this woman who claimed that she had been raped and she remembered very little concerning the matter. Okay. So, this one is about Katy Perry. Katy Perry has now been accused by two people. And so, and so, you know, the argument that um, that I'm anti-woman, or, you know, that I hate women, you know, that's kind, that's kind of out the window, okay? My point that episode was to, was, was to talk about the importance of evidence, of irrefutable evidence. That was, that was the point of the episode. I don't hate women. I think, I think, I think all... I want I, w- I want to see rapists go to prison I want to see them punished for their crimes I want to see sexual assaulters uh, go to prison and pay for their pay for their crimes and things like that that's that's what I want to see but in order to get this stuff we need we need irrefutable evidence that's what we need okay we can't just have multiple people just coming out of the woodwork and just saying you know, me too, me too, you know, they did this to me, they did this to me, they did this to me, they did this to me. That's not, that's not the case. That, that's just not how anything should work. It shouldn't just be, okay, well, look at the number of people, you know, that are, that are coming out against you. Are they, are you saying they're all liars? Do they have any proof that I did this? That's, that's the question that needs to be asked. You know, um, people, people were talking about this whole Jeffrey Epstein thing. And I'm gonna get into the Kitty Perry thing in a minute, but just stay with me here. Um, people were talking about the Jeffrey Epstein thing, and people talked about the Clinton body count and stuff like that. And here's the thing. Um, now, a lot of that is circumstantial evidence. And I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even call that evidence. I'm not really big on conspiracies. The way I, the way I view conspiracies is, is this. The more people that need to be involved in the conspiracy, the less likely I believe it is. For it to happen because, you know, that's a lot of mouths to keep shut. Um, That's a lot of garbage and dirt you got to get on people to keep them quiet. Um, It's just it's just a lot of work. And I think the more people it takes, the less likely I am to believe it. Okay, so even that whole thing of, oh, you know, the Clintons did it. You know, it's possible, but, you know, it I I would, I would, I would just, I need proof that they did it. And I don't think there's going to be any. Okay. So Katy Perry has been accused of, um, sexual misconduct charges by two individuals. Okay. So one of the, one of the individuals, um, one of the individuals was a male, was a Pretty much, pretty much the featured guy in, um, I think it was Teenage Dream. I think that's what it was. Yeah, Teenage Dream. And so what happened with that is he pretty much accused her of, of, uh, pretty much, you know. So here's what the article says. Okay. Um, here we go. Last week, and this is, this is from the mix.net. Last week we reported that singer Katy Perry had been accused of sexual misconduct by a male model who appeared in one of her videos. Now things have gotten even worse for the singer as she has been accused of sexual, mis- sexual misconduct by another person. Katy Perry accused of sexual misconduct by a woman now. Fox News reported that Russian journalist Tina Kandelecki, I'll just go Tina because I don't want to butcher names, is now claiming that Perry once tried to kiss her without her consent. She alleged that she had to physically fight Perry off and that once she got free of herself, the singer left to roam the room in search of another victim. Once I was invited to a party with Katy Perry, where she, being pretty tipsy, chose me as an object for the manifestation of her passion, Ken Lickie said. Uh, I managed to fight back, strength training was not in vain, and Katy instantly found a new victim for kisses, hugs, and dirty dances. This comes one week after Josh Kloss, who appeared in Perry's music video, Teenage Dream, accused the singer of exposing his genitals while they were were at a roller rink hosted by stylist Johnny Wujek. This one time I brought a friend who was dying to meet her, Kloss wrote. It was Johnny Wujek's birthday party at Moonlight Rollerway. And when I saw her, we hugged, and she was still my crush. But as I turned to introduce my friend, she pulled my Adidas sweats and underwear out as far as she could go to show a couple of her guy friends and the crowd around us my penis. Can you imagine how pathetic and embarrassed I felt? I just saw this now. I just say this now because our culture is set on proving men of power... On proving men of power are perverse. But females with power are just as disgusting, he continued. Okay, so this is, uh... This is... A, this is a... Instagram post from Josh Kloss. Okay. Uh, he says, You know, after I met Katie, we sang a worship song. Open the eyes of my heart. She was cool and kind with other people. When other people were around, she was cold as ice. Even called the act of kissing me gross to the entire set while filming. Now, I was pretty embarrassed but kept giving my all as my ex was busy cheating on me and my daughter was just a toddler. I knew I had to endure for her sake. After the first day of shooting, Katie invited me to a strip club in Santa Barbara. I declined and told her I had to go back to hotel and rest because this job is all I have right now. So I saw Katie a couple times after her breakup with Russell. Uh And that's that's Russell, um you know, that guy, the strange one. I can't think of his last name right now. This one time I brought a friend who was dying to meet her. I was... It was Johnny Wujak's birthday at Moonlight Rollerway. And when I saw her, we hugged and she was still my crush. But as I turned to introduce my friend, she pulled my idea sweats and underwear out as far as she could to show a couple of her guy friends and the crowd around us my penis. Can you imagine how pathetic and embarrassed I felt? I just say this now because our culture set on proving men of power are perverse, but females with power are just as disgusting. So for all her good, she is an amazing leader. Her songs are mainly great empowering anthems. And that is it. I continued to watch her use clips of her music videos for her world tour and then her DVD, only highlighting one of her male co-stars and it was me. I made around $650 in total off Teenage Dream. I was lorded over over by her reps and not about not discussing a single thing about anything regarding Katie publicly and a couple of interviews they edited and answered for me. So happy anniversary to one of the most confusing, assaulting, and belittling jobs I've ever done. Yay! Hashtag teenage dream. I was actually going to play the song and sing it on ukulele for the anniversary. But then, as I was tuning, I thought, F this, I'm not helping her BS image another second. Okay. And here, we're going to keep on reading. Though fans were stunned by the allegation, it did not surprise Tina at all. As far as I can tell, there were no casualties at the party. But I won't be surprised at the stream of memories of unhappy fans... Who for years carried this inside themselves, and now they suddenly remembered the scolded dignity. Tina said, "Perry herself has yet to comment on the allegations. Uh, Katy Perry is exposed as a left wing hypocrite. Perry is being known. Perry is known for being a left wing feminist who has been a huge supporter of the Me Too movement. Many are saying that these allegations have exposed Perry as a hypocrite who does not practice the behaviors that she preaches." It can be denied that if Perry was a man, these allegations likely already would have destroyed her career. It remains to be seen whether Perry's career will be impacted by this in any way. Now, that is pretty interesting. And so here's, here's my biggest, here's the thing I'm trying to get towards here. Okay. So currently these are just allegations. Okay. There's, there are no, Um, there are no pictures, there are no videos, there's no nothing, it's just, um, words. Um, okay, so that is what we're going against. And, you know, I want to, I kind of want to talk about, you know, the power of alcohol and how much people really don't talk about it, but before, before I go into that, you know, This whole, this whole Me Too thing, it, it was just a dangerous, it was just a dangerous thing. Um, I believe they had good intentions at the beginning. I believe they had good intentions at the beginning. But as time progressed, they just didn't quite go the way it really should have in the end. Because you have a situation where people come out, people come out and they say, okay, you know, what should I, what, what should I do? Should I say something? And then it's like, okay, I'm going to come out and say something. And then, you know, there are people like me who are like, okay, do you have proof? And usually the answer is, do you have, you know, irrefutable proof? And usually the answer is, um, no, and it's just it's it's just it's just it's just such a hard topic to deal with. So you have, um, you know, and you have to remember there are some people who they are they there are hypocrites in in some areas. I remember with Gavin Newsom and Cory Booker um if you if you don't remember they they themselves they had problems with me too they they had allegations against them and so they said okay um you know let's wait for evidence because it's easy it's easy when it's easy when the allegations are going outward and um or i shouldn't say i would just not not coming in your direction that's easy But it's a totally different thing when the accusations are coming towards you. Okay, so you have a, you have a situation where Gavin, Gavin Newsom is like, um, okay, hold on, let's, let's, let's wait for evidence, let's not jump to conclusions, you know, let's, let's go through logic here. Cory Booker said the same thing. And so, you know, uh, then you had, you had Brett Kavanaugh, he did his thing, and the, 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 even Cory Booker himself said it doesn't matter if Brett Kavanaugh is guilty or innocent. He said those words. He said, he said those words. And it's just like, okay, well, why is it different for him than it is for you? Um, Christine Blasey Ford had no proof. And you just, it's like you just wanted us to, to just accept the claim. Is it because Brett Kavanaugh is conservative, um, or or what is it? You know what what's the difference? And so now, okay, now I'm going to get into the whole alcohol part. Alcohol is something that we really don't talk about. It's a it's a big problem that causes that causes many dangerous situations. Okay, so here this is from alcohol.org. And these are statistics on campus sexual assault and alcohol. Okay. So many people are unaware of just how common campus sexual assault and rape are, not to mention how much alcohol is involved. Uh, The magazine Campus Safety presented the following facts and statistics, which highlight the prevalence of sexual assault and rape on college university campuses. All right. About 20 to 25 percent of women will be sexually assaulted in college. Men are also victims of sex crimes. Nearly 90% of those are juvenile under 17. About 99% of sexual assault perpetrators are men. For more than 12% of completed rapes, the victim is on a date with the perpetrator. This is also true for about 35% of attempted rapes. Students in sorority houses and on-campus living are more likely to be victims of sexual assault than those living off-campus. Okay, students in fraternities are more likely to perpetrate sexual assault than non-fraternity men. Male college athletes in aggressive sports were shown to be more likely to use sexual coer- coercion and to demonstrate sexism, acceptance of violence, and hostility toward women. Okay, now, now just listen to this, okay? At least 50% of student sexual assaults involve alcohol. Approximately 90% of rapes perpetrated by an acquaintance of the victim involve alcohol about forty three percent of sexual assault events involve alcohol use by the victim sixty nine percent involve alcohol use by the perpetrator in one third of sexual assaults, the aggressor is intoxicated that those numbers are very significant, and we don't talk about them because here on here on college on college campuses it's you know it's it's you know obviously it varies from school to school, but pretty much for the most part. School has become not really as much about education as it's the focus is now more on partying and having a good time. And now I'm away from my parents. That's what colleges. That's what colleges turned into. And so you have a situation where you have people, you know, uh, you know, they drink and, you know, now remember, now remember alcohol is not meant to be to be ingested just because your body can can um process alcohol um doesn't mean doesn't necessarily mean it should alcohol is not meant to be in your body it's not okay so you know these these are just Okay, L- let me just, let me just go through these numbers and then I'll, and then I'll come back so you can understand my point. Okay, so this is from alcoholrehabguide.org. Okay, so these guys help with, um, rehabilitation for alcoholism and stuff like that. They give information on the dangers of alcohol and just what different, um, you know, pretty much anything alcohol related, um, right here. Okay. So if, So blood alcohol content um, of 0.033, not 0.3, 0.03 to 0.12%. It can lead, it leads to improvement in mood, higher self-confidence, less anxiety, flushing of the face, shorter attention span, lack of fine motor coordination, impairment of judgment. Okay, so those first 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, those first six you know, think about that, okay? That's why, you know, I remember a guy, he told me, um, he said one of the things he, he uses to, you know, not be afraid of, to not be afraid to approach a girl is to take a shot. And that one shot does this. It, it improves your mood. It increases your self confidence. You don't get less anxious. Your face flushes a little bit. Um, your, t- your attention span isn't as, um, long. So if you get rejected, it's like oh you know, okay you don't, you're not thinking about it as much, um and so that so that's really huge, so that so, I'll just say in quotes those can be some benefits, the and th- those are my quotes. This is not on the websites quotes okay, but I want you to look here at impairment of judgment. Alcohol can cause you to do some crazy things. It it affects. It affects how you think. It affects... Um, it affects... It, it just affects so much more. And this is... Remember, this is not a lot of alcohol. It doesn't take much. Okay, so on the brain... Alcohol's effects on the brain can be quickly felt. Not only can drinking cause temporary complications such as memory loss and coordination... It can also lead to long-term side effects that are sometimes irreversible. Prolonged and excessive alcohol use can interfere with how the brain functions, as well as how it's structured. Damage to different regions of the brain, especially the cerebellum, limbic system, and cerebral cortex, can significantly impact the body's communication pathways. For example, the cerebellum handles your body's motor skills. When alcohol affects this area of the brain, you're more likely to experience a loss of balance, as well as memory and emotional response issues. Okay, so that's really what I, that's really what I want to focus on here. These, these alcohol, you know, if you, let's just, let's just look at this problem right here. Someone says, okay, how do we decrease, um, sexual assault on universities, at universities? Uh, how about dealing with alcohol? And being really strict about it, and you know you know being more having the people in charge of the residence halls um take it away, and they're being strict punishment for it, like seriously strict like suspension or expulsion i'm gonna i'm gonna go I'm gonna go over these stats again I'm gonna go over these stats again. Fifty percent of student sexual assaults involve alcohol. So half. And here's here's another thing people need to understand about, you know, uh sex. Okay. So here's the thing. Sex was created by God to it was meant to be between a married man and a married woman. That's how that's how God intended sex to be. So when you have, when you have a one night stand where, um, they, where the person either has the sex and, you know, you know, sleeps with you afterwards, or they leave and go to sleep by themselves, it's going to do some damage, especially, especially to women. Because when women have sex, oxytocin is released in the body. And oxytocin is the, is the bonding chemical of, uh, that's, that's the bonding chemical. And so when that chemical is released, um, they, you know, and deep down, deep down, they bond with, they bond with who they're having sex with. And, and here's the thing, here's the thing. Here's what people need to understand. Okay. Okay. So, you, you have, you have, you have sex, and it's like, okay, now, well, now they're gone, and people, you know, people can feel used, and they feel hurt, and then it's just, it's just a bad, a bad way to go. It's just, it's just, it's just a bad way to go. It's not meant for you to have, it's not meant for two people to have fun and have sex and just separate from each other you you really just shouldn't be having sex outside of marriage for these reasons one one night stands aren't helpful they're not helpful okay you know some you know some will say okay you know it lets me know what i like it lets me know what i don't like and i i can see you know i can say okay but for the for the long term it's just at the end of the day you are just you you you're being used and you are using someone else just to get just to get your rocks off that's all that's all that's all it is approximately 90% of rapes perpetrated by an acquaintance of the victim involve alcohol 90% Okay, and so so let's so let's think about let's think about this. Okay, you have you have you have you have sex, okay? And there is and this this, this kind of ties into me too. Okay, you have sex, and this this is kind of a long explanation. Um but okay, birth control Birth control, I should say this, um, dependable, successful birth control came out in the 60s. I think it was, I think it was exactly 1960, but I'm not sure. I think it was 1960. Okay. And that, that's a huge, that's a huge invention. Okay. Because, you know, for all, for all the history of the world, you know, men and women, you know, the, pretty much the rule is, okay, you don't have sex until you're married. Um, and so when the sixties, when the sixties came, it's like, Oh wow. Okay. Well, I can have, I can now have sex with no negative consequences. I can, I can just have sex with who I want and I don't have to have a baby. That's in the woman's mind. And then in the guy's mind, it's like, Oh, okay. I can, you know, I can have, I can have sex and I won't have to worry about paying for the baby or a potential baby or this girl that I got pregnant and have to face a, uh, have to face a shotgun marriage. It's like, okay, well, that's pretty interesting. And so when that happened, you know, the seventies, the seventies came around and that was just a crazy decade of just partying in just absolute craziness. And so that, so that was, that was pretty much that's pretty much the celebration of uh you know birth control and just being like wow we can do whatever we want whenever we want with whoever we want and and that's just huge and so i think right now right now we're trying to figure out this whole problem with you know we've never had to ask the questions before what is consent um do you want to do this and it's I, I I have questions for guys here. Personally, I'm not a fan of one night stands. I've never done one. Um, but I look at it this way. I look at it this way. Okay, one, I would just be embarrassed to talk about it with the person. I would never want to see the person again, because it's like, okay, that's awkward. Because cause I'm because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real here. Okay, you have sex. You do it one time and you're just like, Oh my God. Okay. I really just shouldn't have done that. You know, I was horny and I was just emotional. And so we did it. And then now I'm clear headed and it's just like, that was a bad idea. Okay. But I, I just got to say this as a guy, as a guy. And this is probably going to be the most controversial thing I controversial thing I've ever said ever on this podcast. Okay. As a, as a guy. How can you, how can you enjoy a one night stand with pretty much a stranger or a, just, or just an acquaintance and you, I, and you, and you think, okay, what if this just goes wrong? What if this just goes wrong? Because because one of the things that they kind of teach now on co- on college campuses is um okay consent can be pulled it's like okay so you can so you can be in the middle of the act you could be you could be um doing it you could be doing it doing it you say you start at 0 minutes and 0 seconds okay so you go and then you get 5 minutes in and then she says or, or, or he says, okay, you know what, I don't want to do this. Okay, it's already too late because it's like, okay, well, we've already started. We're already naked and, you know, we're by ourselves and doing stuff like that. And here, here's what need, here's what people need to understand concerning, concerning sex. Sex is the most vulnerable thing you can do with someone. you, you when you're having sex, you're most vulnerable. It's not sleep. It's not, it's not what, it's not when you're in the hospital. It's not that sex is the most intimate and most vulnerable thing a, a human can do. Why? Because sex affects your, your, it's mental, it's physical, um, it's spiritual. It affects so many different areas of one's life. Okay. So that's the most intimate thing that you can do with someone. And so to just do, to just have sex f- one time with someone who you only intend to do this with one time, or maybe, or maybe, you know, you're, you're going to try to do friends with benefits and that doesn't work. I don't know why people even try that. You know, it's like, okay, you're doing, you're doing a really, you're doing the most, you're doing, you're, you are participating in the most, in the most, intimate activity on that's ever been invented with someone that you barely know I mean how how dumb is that now as you now as you know I've done you know as 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 a you know one of you guys asked me are you a virgin no I'm no I'm not based on how you ask it If you talk about vaginal insertion, I am. I have, I have not participated in that. But I have done, I have done activities with, um, girls. Sexual, I've had sexual relations with girls. And it's like, okay, you know, what gets me excited, and this, this is how, this is actually how guys think. When guys, when guys are having sex, They are focused on the results. They want the experience. They want to see the emotion in the girl. They want to see her enjoying it. That's what gets us off. That's what excites us. Seeing the back arch, seeing, um, seeing, um, the hands cloth that she'd seen the toes curl, all that. That's what, that's what guys want. Okay. And so that, and so that is just huge for us. But when you, when you do this and you think about, okay, I just want to, you know, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to do this. I'm going to have fun and that's going to be it. See, society now we want, when it comes to this whole do what you like with who you like, we, we, we're trying to have our cake and eat it too. We want to enjoy. We want to, how, okay, how can I word this? We want to have sex with who we want, when we want, how we want, whenever we want, and to never have any trouble or any negative consequences ever. And that's just not gonna happen. That, I mean, that's, that's just, that's just impossible. That, that, that is impossible. Okay, so this whole this whole me too thing. I know I know I'm really meandering here, but it's all connected. This whole Katy Perry thing. I I I am looking for actual evidence. If you get if you get a bunch of if you get a bunch of quote unquote witnesses, or a bunch of quote unquote eyewitnesses, or a bunch of quote unquote victims. Who all point to one person and say they did, they did this bad thing to me. Does that make it true? Does it? And, it, you know, I ask, you know, just be objective here. Or I, actually, actually, I'm gonna step out of objectivity here for a second. Look at yourself. What if a hundred people just came against you and said you did something, and you are saying no, I didn't do that thing, and everyone's looking at you as if you're guilty just because of the number of people, and the more people that come out, they think, oh, yet he's, yet they definitely did it, and they got to be locked up. What 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 do what do you think about that? Not, not really, not really great when it's coming, when it's coming at you. This, this is very dangerous. Me too is not, it's not good. This isn't good because it's just like, you're just saying, you're just saying this happened to me as well. And it's like, okay, we all want to see these people locked up, but we, we, we gotta have irrefutable evidence to, to get these individuals. We can't, we can't just, we can't, we can't just have words here. We can't just have words and verbs and allegations. There, there has to be some kind of evidence. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to my money example. If I say, if I say you stole my hundred dollar bill, and you say no, I didn't, probably one of your first questions would be, okay, do your actually your first question would be, do you have proof? that's a natural response to 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 have proof this is not about believing all women this is not about believing all men this is not about believing all quote unquote victims this is about evidence that's what it that's what it's about that that's how we get to the bottom of that's how we get to the bottom of these situations you know and now as a, as a society we're reaping these consequences of okay you know what do we do what, what is consent? What, what does it mean? What does it mean to have, to enjoy sex? Does it mean I enjoy? It? Does it mean you enjoy? It? Does it mean we enjoy it equally? You know, what is it, you know, I just, I, I, and I, I know I kind of went away from this, but you know, guys, you know, Usually if a girl, if a, if a woman were to make a claim, and it's a guy, it's a, it's a guy and a girl situation, is, and it's just her word against his word, her word is usually going to outweigh his word in the public opinion. Now, she will she will receive blowback. I will acknowledge that. People will look at her sexual history, they'll call her a slept, they'll call her all these things... But, it's like, okay, well, you know, how could you, how could you, how could you do this to her? You know, you're, you're a bad person based off, based off these claims. And guys, I just, I, I recommend this. Don't, just don't have, don't just have casual sex. Don't do that. Don't, don't have, sex and this this is, this goes for women too don't have casual sex i look back at it i look back at what i did now i shouldn't have done it it's not sex sexual relations are meant for a married couple that's how that's how god intended it to be and if you look at it now it's like okay i just want to if you're a guy and you you want to kind of be able to stay in the clear as much as possible. There, there was a survey and I'll, I'll, I, I can't think of, I can't think of where it came from, but I'll definitely get back to you guys on this because, because it is real. But I want to say like 50% of guys ever since the Me Too era started, and I think it started technically in like 2012, 2013, something like that. Ever since the Me Too era began, 50% of guys in the study said that they've changed their behavioral patterns when it comes to dating half 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 of guys change their change their you know practices and stuff like that that's huge because because the question because here's the question that that us guys and we may not we may not be able many guys won't be able to say this openly but I, I'm, I'm gonna say it we think okay If something goes wrong... If... She says... I did something... If she says, I hit her... If she says... I grabbed her... If she says... I raped her... If she says, I sexually assaulted her... If she says, I slapped her... If anything goes wrong... If anything goes wrong... Say something goes wrong... Say I somehow offend her... And I hurt her feelings... Or just... Or just anything goes bad. What would happen to me? Will 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 meet will Me Too come for me as well? Will I will I be experiencing me too? Will will I will I be another statistic in the in the me too in the Me too era? That's that's what we think. We just think, okay, is it is it really worth it and it's it's in the back of our minds it is there Th- i mean this this stuff is huge so you know this this casual sex stuff i know i know it feels good it definitely feels good god made it to feel good god made sex for many reasons one of them is for recreation obviously recreation between married couples, but he made it for fun. It feels good. It feels nice. It's it's a fun activity. It's a bonding activity. It's, it's a great thing. So I, I understand it, but, you know, you know, stop, stop with, stop with the casual sex. Stop sleeping around. Stop having one night stands and stop with the alcohol. The alcohol is, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if we as a society just focus on sobriety i'm not saying i'm not saying don't drink i'm not saying don't drink ever i'm not saying that at all personally i don't drink and i've never had alcohol and i never will have alcohol because i have no desire for it okay but at the end of the day it's like okay don't have excessive amounts of alcohol because that can happen many times where someone they just they get black, they get blackout drunk, which is absolutely stupid. Why would you want to drink yourself? And I remember, th- I remember, I remember this one, this one, this one group I was talking to, I was kind of hanging with them in high school. We're well, not hanging with them, but I was just talking to them one day. And somehow we got to the conversation of, um, being blackout drunk. And I just, I, I remember just asking, I was just like, okay. Um, and they, because one, cause one girl had said, oh, you know, I just want to, you know, it's, you know, it's nice to just drink and then just black out and just, you know, wake up and you don't know what happened. And I just stopped right there and I said, how how could that possibly be, how could that possibly be fun? How is it fun to, to, to drink so much, to intake so much alcohol into your system that you're, that you're, that you black out? Like your brain pretty much your brain stops recording. That that's that's pretty much what a blackout is. And it's like you have to you have to learn what you did again. You have to figure out what what steps you took. It's like hangover. It's like, wait, what happened? What did we do? And then you have to like retrace your steps. I'm like, how is that fun? That's first of all, that's terrible for your health. Cause you don't want to blackout if your brain Isn't remembering certain things. If it's forgetting whole segments of activities. That's not a good thing. In case you didn't know that. So you know. I mean if you want to drink. You know drink. Mildly. Don't drink a ton of. Don't drink a ton of stuff. I mean. I mean let me just. Let me just explain this. Okay so. So. Every person is different. Therefore, the effects of alcohol vary from person to person. While some people may be able to limit their drinking, others have a difficult time controlling their alcohol consumption. And this is, this is from alcoholrehabguide.org. This is same website. In order to fully understand the consequences of drinking, you should first know what constitutes as a drink. One drink is recognized as 12 fluid ounces of beer, which is approximately 5% alcohol. Eight to nine fluid ounces of malt liquor, about seven percent alcohol. Five fluid ounces of wine, roughly twelve percent alcohol. One and a half ounces of eighty-proof distilled spirits—vodka, rum, gin, tequila, whiskey, etc.—an estimated forty percent alcohol. Okay, so th- that's huge. Don't just if if you if you want to drink, drink. On special occasions, drink. I'd say, drink rarely. I or I should say, drink with moderation. Personally, personally, you know, I believe you shouldn't drink at all because, you know, God doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to be sober and vigilant, and stuff like that. But it's like, okay, you know, don't. Don't, don't just douse yourself in alcohol. Don't, don't do that. It's, it's just really not healthy. And so, I'm telling you, if we, if we want, if we want to decrease the number of sexual assaults, rapes, and things like that, lay off the alcohol. It's just, That simple. Now, it's not going to completely eradicate the problem. It's not going to do that. But I'm telling you, the, the numbers and the cases will drop. Stay off the alcohol, folks.